I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Podcast like it. Just podcast like it. Podcast like it's night. Hello and welcome to Podcast Like It's 1999, the podcast where we talk about the films of 1999 from a spooky Zoe trope here in 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Kenny Nybar. And I'm Phyllis Cove. And joining us today is the host of Keep It, the podcast, as well as a TV writer who just finished up on a show that's going to be on Netflix that I can say the name of, right? Yeah. Daybreak. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they announced it. Uh, yeah, you just never know anymore. You never know. It's you on my IMDb never page. Know <laughs> um, it's out of, and if you want to see that IMDb page, you can type in Ira Madison the Third, and he's also Twitter superstar. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. So here we are, House on Haunted Hill. We're in our house. We're in a, we're in a house. That on was an o- that was another option for me of where we could be recording from. But that spooky Zoe Trump scene. It's just too much. It's kind of great. There, there is stuff in this movie that is great. I believe that to be true. Okay. There's a couple moments in this that were inspired. There are some performances <clears throat> that are pretty fun. There are some performances that are fun, and there are some that are not. There are some that are not. Yes. They're not great. Um, but um, so, Ira, where were you in 1999? So I was born in '86. Okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Uh, I was 13. Okay. Uh, what grade is that? I think Thirteen is seventh grade. Seventh grade, seventh yeah, grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Where are you ni- from? Milwaukee. Okay. Yeah. So ninety nine. I was. Um, I was watching like Buffy and Dawson's Creek and yeah, sure. other WB things. Yeah, I'm uh-huh. much older than you, and I was seeing the same thing. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Spin City. 
Yeah. Spin City, sure. But you were probably watching the Sheen version. I'm more of a Michael J. Fox version. I don't like the Sheen version. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Only Michael J. Fox version. I've already insulted. That was amazing. (laughs) Uh, I only put up with the Sheen version because Heather Locklear. Yes, of course. Yeah. uh, So it was Carly Carly Gugino? And then she left and then Heather replaced her? season. Yeah. Oh, wow. She left and then Michael left and Charlie was there. And Heather joined... Right. Midway through the show, and then Charlie joined, and I liked that because I watched Melrose Place with my mom. So but they were like Connie Britton was in that show. Connie yeah. Britton was on the show, and Alan Ruck was Alan on Ruck, that yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what's the guy's name? Who? Oh my god, uh, he was Barry in. Russell. It needs to be streaming. Oh, hold on. Oh, oh hold yeah, on. it needs to be streaming. It's, it's a very. It's a good it's a, show. It's a very Wasn't good that show. a Bill Lawrence show? No, I think it was. It was the. Um, <clears throat> wasn't it the Family Ties guy? Oh. Yeah, it was yeah, that guy, of course. It was that guy. Um, why am I drawing a blank on who this person is? That that. Oh, Richard Kind. Oh, Richard Kind oh, yeah. is on that yeah. show. Yeah. So, what's the do? Uh, what's the Family Ties guy? This is a podcast on, yeah. on <laughs> movies. We we're. Oh uh, God. We'll figure it out later. Uh, oh, Gary uh, David Goldberg. Yes. Yes, the Brooklyn Bridge guy. Right? Didn't he yeah. have a show called Brooklyn Bridge or something like that? Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's a show about uh, random '80s '90s sitcoms that star. Anyway, it was good. Yeah. I yeah. liked Spin City. I liked it for the first couple of seasons. Yeah, it was it. it was like a less absurd uh, news radio. Yes, yeah, news yeah. radio also a great show. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's just sort of like yeah. uh, we don't have those. Anymore. We don't. I was literally just about know. to say we don't have anything we, like that anymore. We don't have like adult sitcoms. <laughs> no, we no. don't. You know, the, I guess there are like the Certainly CBS one cams. No, yeah, no, not ones where it's like. I don't mean like you know, there's like a mob or something, but just, it's like yep. there's not really. One where it's like, oh, these are like adults, and you would think like people in their like twenties could watch it, and people like in their forties would watch it too. It's just yeah, like sexy like people in their thirties being funny. And yet, yeah, why is that? Every all of us grew up with them, and we love yeah. them. And on Netflix, the hottest shows are Friends. Yeah. I mean, Friends and and other sitcoms from that era, and yeah. they're rebooting them instead of making new. It's a disaster. It's a disaster. And then Much like, you like got the one. movie we did this week. No, I'm kidding. It's probably uh, just because these aren't streaming. That, that, might, sure. that might be true. If Although, this and like news radio were streaming, new audiences probably d- would discover them. That's absolutely And then true. the Netflix algorithm would tell someone, <laughs> yeah, it's make, make a show. <laughs> Reboot this shit. Yeah. Um, so what movies do you remember from 99? Do you remember some that, were, that left an impression on you? I do. I do. Um, Other than House on Haunted Hill. Well, so first of all, I always confuse them. Uh-oh. I didn't see it on the list. I want it. Oh, no. The Haunting. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> that was the other one. I always mm. confuse them, too. The, the Haunting is the one with Catherine Zeta-Jones, which isn't good either. But um, More competently directed, though. Yes. yes. And, it, and that one, listen, it's, that one feels more sexy and adult. I keep going back to <laughs> yeah, that. Well, but, you know, it's yeah. Catherine Zeta-Jones yeah. in leather jackets and Liam boots. Neeson? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's just like, it feels, yeah, yeah. it feels like a movie, a heightened is, movie. Yeah. Isn't there some scene where they're all kind of like strapped to the floor yes. in a mm-hmm. circle? I kept waiting for that scene in this movie. Yeah. It doesn't it never happen. Came. Well, this movie, that movie looks like there was money. They yeah. gave the haunting money. Mm-hmm. This movie didn't have money. No, this is, this, this is movie, very, very 90s. Cheap. What are you talking about? Million dollars <laughs> if you could spend the night. <laughs> So, yeah, and then you just fucking find checks at movie. the end. This is 90s slasher movie budget. Yeah. But they were like, yeah. let's put it in a house and make it seem like it's a, yeah. you know, a real horror movie. It's kind of crazy. I always assumed. So it's weird because I always assumed that, like, it was the same source material. 
Yeah. Or something. It's so weird to have the house on Haunted Hill and then the haunting, the haunting is based on a movie called The Haunting of Hill House. Yes. Which is so, the the one that the show is based on, correct? Name, yes, exactly. Yes. So you have these two shows, and I remember making the joke in the beginning of this podcast that we would do them back Mm -hmm. to back or in the same episode because they're the same movie. I still haven't seen The Haunting. I have no idea if it's the same movie. I enjoy The Haunting. I would much rather watch The Haunting. It's a sight unseen, he knows. Okay, I know. Like, literally, it's like Wayne Brady. I'll take what's behind door number one. Sure, sure. But because the the house on Haunted Hill uh, is like a very, very bad, like kind of ripoff version of this. Yeah, I don't. I don't, um, I, I don't know. It's like yeah, the, the haunting has Bruce Dern, yeah. Lily Taylor, Owen, Owen Wilson. Wilson. Oh, it's just, yeah. just it's, pro it's after, already pro way better. Pro. Yeah, and it's directed this, by Yon DeBond. This movie wanted James Woods, couldn't get him, and had Jeffrey Rush pretend to, to be, be James, James Woods. Woods. I that, am certainly glad I did not pick a movie with James Woods in it. Yeah, yeah. well, actually, well, he had a, a killer year. <laughs> Any given Sunday, Virgin suicides, suicides something else. else. Yeah, just killer year. He just he had a big year. Yeah, he was just not getting But I also, I haven't seen this movie. I've never seen Any Given Sunday. Oh, really? It's one of my favorite movies of the year. Yeah. Do you like football movies? Uh, or I, you? I do. Okay. Right. I mean, I like uh, Friday Night Lights. Sure, sure. Yeah, I like this Jerry, is not I, li- I like Jerry Maguire. Sure. It's a both great things. If uh, you like football movies but hate football, it's the perfect movie. Mm. Interesting. Or it's hate, an interesting way of looking movies. at it. I like Wildcats. Wildcats, Wildcats is a great movie. <laughs> Wildcats. <laughs> Take a row with Wildcats. Uh, unnecessary Roughness or Necessary Roughness? Necessary. Yeah. Yeah. That's an actual masterpiece. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, sure. Not as good sure. as Necessary Roughness, the TV show, obviously. Right, the, right, the right. The one with uh, the girl from Oh, God. Scott Carrie. Who was in that? No, she's the, she was in The Wire. Mm. She was oh she was his Good wife love. in the wire. She was McNulty's wife in the wire. Uh-huh. I watched that whole series because I had a show you meeting. did. I had a show meeting on it once. Didn't get the job, mm. but I'm sorry. The whole Thank thing, you. Huh? Hey, what are you going to do? Just you know, picking an old scab. Yeah. Um, um, all right. So w- yeah, what other m- 1999 movies? Well, were you so into? one of my favorite movies was uh, two of my favorite movies. Mm. I have many of my favorite movies are from 1999. Oh, that's, that's great. Talented Mr. Ripley. Yes. is Amazing. a perfect movie. It is a perfect movie. Yeah. Uh, Should have been nominated oh, yeah. for best picture. We we had we did an Oscar episode, mm-hmm. um, and literally talked about that exact thing. Oh, about uh, just because how Ciderhouse Rules was Miramax, and mm-hmm. then Tom Thomas Ripley was a Miramax co-pro with Paramount, mm-hmm. and they've obviously put all their money on the thing that they owned entirely, rather than the thing that they didn't own yes. entirely. And it just felt like it also felt like the expectations on Ripley when it came out. Mm-hmm. You've got Gwyneth Paltrow high. coming off of Shakespeare in Love, mm-hmm. uh, Goodwill Hunting for Matt Damon, Catherine uh, Cape Blanchett for Elizabeth, Anthony Mangella off of English Patient. Like it's just all these. Which expectations. one of those was the Weinstein movie? Uh, which in what uh, regard of those two? Oh, Cyderhouse Rules is the and and Tom. I'm just talking about was like the, what came no, out previous. Which part. one did he produce though? Cyderhouse Rules. Cyderhouse Rules. Rules. Yes, yeah. that was the thing. So I think a friend of mine said that yeah, Weinstein yeah. was like. This is gonna win. Yeah, it's a very bad movie. It's a Cider it's House a real Rules. bad movie. I don't yeah. know if you've seen Cider House Rules recently, but it's, we did it. A, we did it. It's an abomination. A, a real bad movie. It's, I, who's in that one again? Toby. Michael, Toby. Michael Caine. Toby. Toby. Charlize. Charlize Theron. I think I've seen it once in class oh, in high no. school because we, oh, we read the book. Yeah, yeah. We read the book. Well, the, it's it's a movie like it, that thinks it's about issues, you know, mm-hmm. like abortion and incest and what have you, but it's not really. Oh, I think things. it's about issues. Is it I about those issues? I, well, yeah, I just think it's taking the weirdest possible point of view on those issues. It's yeah. It's an abortion movie told from the perspective of men. 
Yeah. So, which is always the way that it should be told. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. Uh, it's bad. Yeah, like knocked up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, accurate. I love Cruel Intentions. The best. Yeah. Uh, I love. Um, I love this guest. Double Jeopardy. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, Double Jeopardy. Sure. I think we like Double Jeopardy. Double Jeopardy ultimately. is a hit. Yeah, we we watched it. It was early in the run it of was this the podcast. Movie we did, and we were real tired by the by the end of that. Yeah. So that was a long one. That's that's why I hate Harvey Weinstein the most because the Ashley, oh, Ashley Judd because the Ashley Judd thing. Because I feel like yeah, he deprived us of years of Actually Ashley Judd and a black co star solving crimes. Yeah, <laughs> he robbed us of a lot of careers. It yeah. seems he's he snuffed out a lot of careers. Oh, there, yeah. it's just yeah. it's just there's a, it's there's upsetting. basically. There's basically an entire generation of female stars that were all big around the period of this podcast, uh, the period we, we cover, mm-hmm. whose careers were just destroyed by him. Yeah. Ashley Judd kind of being the first, the, the mm-hmm. biggest one. Mm-hmm. Mira Servino is another big example to me. Like, yeah. I think there was, there's been some revisionist history about her that she wasn't that good. That's total fucking bullshit. She's really she good. She's great. Yeah. She was great. Yeah. Great. It was, uh, a, it was a, yeah. Office uh, the, space. Sure. All the best. American Pie. Uh, uh, not, uh, we're not fans. You're not fans of American Pie. Have you seen it recently? I was 13 when I came out. This is the thing. So I'm always going to love American hold up. Pie. Yeah. It still holds up for me, nostalgically, right? It holds up for me. It's like I saw it when I was 13. Sure, and like I was too young to see it. Plays like Gangbusters when you're 13 in 1999. Let me tell you, I yeah. remember sitting in a theater. Everybody loved it. 2019. Not yeah. so much, maybe. Uh, American Beauty is very bad. Very bad. It's unfortunate that Weird. time um, has not been kind to American Beauty. Three Kings. Three Kings oh, that's great. good. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Toy Story 2 is good. Amazing. Love that movie. Yeah. Uh, Eyes Wide Shut, I like. The best. Yeah. yeah it's know, it's, some, it's some, a really stellar movies. year. Election. Election came oh. out in 99. Ugh. And The Mummy. And The Mummy. Uh, the, people another, love The Mummy. Another, another perfect movie. It's so good. <laughs> it's... And the mummy and the mummy returns is good too. I, I feel seen so bad, Ira, because like you have so much to give, and then you have to give it to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> a movie you thought was a different movie. I could, Understandably, I could, I could hear uh, it in your voice if we were talking about the mummy. It yeah. would just be a love fest, and we we love the mummy. But this movie, this movie, I would have rather talked about Star of Echoes. That's how we bad. did that oh, we too. Did that That's how too. bad this movie. This is. movie's much worse than Star of Echoes. This yes. movie's really. I mean, here's what I want. So why do you like it, Philly? Not as its chief defender Here, of the podcast. Chief defender. Uh, here's what I'm going to defend about it. Um, it's lineage. So the whole William Castle thing that they're doing, which so there was I this feel com- that. there was this company Dark Castle that they that they built, and by they mm-hmm. I mean uh, it was Joel Silver, Robert Zemeckis, Gil Adler, and Susan Downey. Yeah, listen, when it's, that title card came up, I was like, wow, I have not seen a Dark Castle movie. in Remember forever. that? Yeah, you, you know what? The, chance. Do you know what the last one was though? Oddly. Suburbicon. Suburbicon was produced by Dark Castle, the George Clooney movie that came out last year. Uh, that's oh, a, yeah. that's not a good movie. Oh, that was, not like a, that was not like a good a, movie. A cinema score F, right? Cine- yeah, a bad movie. It's awful. And, and it's, 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 what, it's what, written it, by the Coens. I mean, it's uh, the Coens directed by Clooney. He thought he had like, and it was this old script. Here's my thing about the Coens, yeah. who I love because mm. they are geniuses. Sure. And to actually made my favorite filmmakers. Uh, well, they were. Um, <laughs> I still love most of their movies yeah. now. Um, they have never been white people who I've been like, why don't they put more black people in their movies? Because they write black people horribly. The Lady Killers. Yeah, the Lady Killers. The Lady Killers. Killers. It's their, it's their worst movie. Yeah, the Lady Killers. Suburbicon is. Yeah. 
ostensibly about a black family that moves into this perfect yeah. white suburb and are like yeah. tormented and it's told through the perspective of the white neighbors. Well, I never, yeah, it's, I can't ride I for the Coens and their, and their depictions yeah. of African American characters. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here that's and the other, that. I mean, we do neglect to say that's the other cider house rules problem. It's, oh my God. It's an exploited labor movie yeah. from the perspective of like a fairly well off white guy, but yeah, it's not, it's not, um, but, but yeah, the Cohen brothers. Yeah, I mean, literally, the the joke about Macbeth is finally a, after thirty yeah. years, this is the first black lead they've the ever first had. Black lead they've I ever had. I can't wait. I, oh, I can't wait for it either. I think it's going to be. <laughs> I think it's going to be interesting. <laughs> At the very least, it's going to be. I mean, Fritz McDormand playing Lady Macbeth is just. I mean, yes. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm there. I, I do have a soft spot. Soft spot for Cedric the Entertainer in Intolerable Cruelty. It's a weird performance. That's a weird movie. Both those movies, <laughs> it's just... So, do you know the story That's about those almost movies? almost the, as bad as Lady Killers, but it's saved by my girl, Catherine. I love her. I, I think, I mean, we're, we're kind of working towards a black actor in Coen Brothers movie power ranking. <laughs> but I think we're struggling a little bit. I mean... That's, that's basically all of them. ever... It can't be. It... it yeah. I mean, Here's the thing ever, about the Lady the Killers. Best and- is the sheriff in. Uh, no, wait. That was that wasn't Coen Brothers movie. How dare I suggest <laughs> that they made that movie? Which movie? Uh, um, the billboards. Oh, uh, oh, three billboards. That was yeah, 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 that's not yeah it was a knockoff that's Coen, Coen Brothers movie. movie. Yeah. The thing about Lady Killers and and Intolerable Cruelty uh, is so they they made uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, yeah. which was a co pro with Universal and Touchstone. And they basically had to twist both of those studios' arms to let them make that movie. Because you can imagine mm-hmm. they were just like, what is this movie? We don't understand. That movie's kind of a hit, not really a hit. The soundtrack mm-hmm. is a big deal. So as a thank you to those studios, they made Lady Killers and Intolerable Cruelty, mm-hmm. two scripts that had already been languishing in both of those studios. They did a rewrite as a thank you. And then they're like, I guess we'll direct these as well. They just shouldn't have directed them as well. Mm-hmm. They should have just done a polish and been done with it. But they directed them and... The it's world sad, is lesser off I think for I like it. Intolerable more because it, like, it has something there. Yes. Mm-hmm. And know? it's funny. Like it like, actually I has some – I love Adam's some... ribs, you know, and yes, it yes, wanted yes, to yes, be yes. that. didn't really work. It has a His Girl Friday – like they're yeah. trying to channel that Howard Hawksy kind of banter in it. It's just not – And I love when they do that. Okay. I feel like I'm one of the chief defenders of um, Hail Caesar. I think it's great. Just, yeah. And Hudsucker Proxy is great too, which yeah. is an early well, film of theirs, but like yeah. where again they're 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 trying so hard for that for that. Well, I, I mean, guess the there more, is an African American character in that movie, but unfortunately he's somewhat magical and he's the clock guy. Yeah. Not great. Not a great look. Uh, so either way, point is uh Dark Castle exists and they started this company to basically remake two of William Castle's movies, House on Haunted Hill, which came out in 59, and 13 Ghosts, which came out in 60. So both mm-hmm. these are the first two films coming out of the gate, and both of them are an attempt, in 1999 anyway, to channel the kind of uber sort of cheesy horror vibe that is that was William Castle. It was sort of this very... You know, they were B horror movies. Like mm-hmm. that was his thing. So I get that they're trying to do that here. Yes. It's just it doesn't work because. And Kenny, and I, Kenny and I have had this discussion, but like it feels like Scream changes the game. Mm-hmm. It changes the game for horror movies, at least for a significant amount of time, where they have to be self-referential and meta and like in on themselves. Mm-hmm. And this movie's trying to have its cake and eat it too, and it's just not working. 
But there are some moments that work for me, like him being trapped in the fucking zoetrope. There are some visual cues that I thought were kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I think Tay Diggs is great, and I don't know why Tay Diggs isn't a big movie star. Like, I think he's, I think he's very charismatic. I like him in it. Mm-hmm. The rest of the cast, you know, Jeffrey Rush and Femke Johnson are just chewing the scenery and just acting crazy. But I don't know. There was some stuff that I didn't hate. It was a slog. I'm not going to say it was the easiest hour and 40 minutes I had to watch. But so definitely did some dishes. <laughs> <laughs> At one point where they're just, just wandering. <laughs> the whole movie is them just like Wander. wandering yeah. slowly like, yeah. let's yeah. figure out how to get out of here. Yeah, I know. It's well, crazy. It's 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 a crazy. <laughs> at a certain point, I actually asked myself, like, start killing these people already. Why why is yeah, it taking so long to kill these people? They have made Dark Castle made some hits. I know. Well, so, I mean, things I like. Sure. I like House of Wax. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like Gothica. Gothica's got mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Ghost God, ship. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> House of Wax didn't that have uh, Paris, Paris Hilton? That was yeah. like her. Yeah. Was a, House of Wax seems like the platonic ideal of what they're trying to do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the losers. Yes, the losers. Like they have, they've given filmmakers some interesting, you know what I mean? Like there's some interesting filmmakers that worked under this banner. It's not, it it wasn't a complete bust. It's just the movies just never really popped. Okay. Like like House of Wax did pretty okay. Like these movies did fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This movie in particular, I think is, I I, I really think this movie is, you know, kind of a disaster on all levels, except. Okay. um, Weirdly, the one thing I kind of disagree with you on is at the end of it. Yeah. I was like, that wasn't that slow, actually. Like, I, I, it, the hour and a half didn't go that slowly for me. We watch movies okay. that are an hour and a half all the time. Yeah. Saw a movie today called The Beach Bum, which was an hour and a half, and it took fucking forever. Julian Donkey Boy, taking a real long time to get through uh, that it one. It wasn't that bad, but I think they made literally every decision was the wrong decision in this movie. Yeah. Um, and I think that there were a lot of issues in terms of, sim- like, like, very basic directorial things, like... I never knew where I was in terms of the geography of the house. Sure. Spatially, I had a hard time figuring out where I was. Mm -hmm. I thought the lighting was probably by design, but totally, totally, um, totally counterintuitive because it was almost impossible to feel any scares in that one basement. It's so bright. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, really bright. It's crazy. And flat. Yeah. It's bright and flat. So I never actually felt nervous when I was in those Mm -hmm. rooms. Yep. Um, I it, so I think it was edited weirdly. I thought the camera yeah. angles were were bizarre. I thought the, yeah. I thought lit, I thought the set design was terrible. It's actually maybe t- well not too short, but <laughs> it's you you yeah you don't get a sense of what the house is. No, you know you get that the flashback where they just sort of show like oh the torturing and everything, which isn't bad. Yeah, but then all of a sudden. Everyone's arriving. Yeah. Like, and these invitations go out. It's like, well, there's no point where you see this is what every room is. And, like, yep. you get, like, that right. horror movie thing of, like, okay, this is where all this. You don't even get the weird, to that point, at the very end of the movie, spoiler, we're going to talk about this in any order we want. But at the very end, when they're trapped on the, ta- the fucking tower at the end, I'm like, wait, there's a tower that's over a giant body of water? How are I have no geography. There was no that wide shot of this of entire building. From so mm-hmm. I actually understand what at least the whole house looks like. I have an, I have a, an example, a counter example of a, not a movie, an, an episode of television. This is very well. The Teddy Perkins episode of television, mm. episode of Atlanta. Have you seen it? Mm. It was a haunted house essentially. Right. And I knew where I was in that house every second of that episode. Yeah. You know, and I had no, in, a lot of the reasons were because you so often were in that main room 
that had a door to the left, a door to the right. You had a view of the top. You knew that you went upstairs. They had the the large balcony overlooking the center mm-hmm. hall. I knew where I was yeah. all the time. I never knew where I was. Nothing meant anything to me in this movie. Yeah, or- it felt like they picked just – I mean I don't know the location. But you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just sort of like with a movie like that, you want the main parlor where totally. everything takes place. You know, that's what those old movies have, like a set that's built. And so, yeah, it was just sort of like, I didn't know which room was which. When they got trapped in, like, the basement. Yeah. And then, yeah. well, even the end, when they're running out and there's there's all those doors. It, it was, was like, where are they? <laughs> and that one shot. They, <laughs> it's crazy. The it's one crazy. shot of what was clearly a miniature of the, you know, the yeah. house from the exterior where yeah. they wind up at the end. Mm. Um, that's the that's the the, jor- the door that Tate Diggs is jamming open it's, at the end. That's the main kind of door. Well, I think what also does them a disservice as well is they keep jumping back in time, right? So they keep showing these rooms in the past as well as in the present, which actually doesn't ground you it's more. Bizarre. It actually makes it more geographically through, confusing. Through those, through those video cameras? Through those video cameras I, and I, through I, visions and through all these things where you're just like, I don't really know where anything actually is. Mm-hmm. It's it's terribly frustrating. I, I mean, I don't know. I, here's what I will say, though, just to go back to The Dark Castle for a quick second, is that it made me think about a movie that Zemeckis did produce before Dark Castle, which was The Frighteners. That's a great Which movie. is a great yeah. fucking movie. And I wish that 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 was more of the template that they were working in. And I think in some way, I think he thought he was maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, gave some auteurs or what he thought were auteurs, some horror movies to play in. But the Frighteners has just got such an eye, the effects in that movie, which the Frighteners is, I think five to seven years before this movie. And the effects look 10 times better than the effects in this movie. The effects in this movie are terrible, what? but I almost yes. felt like this movie had too high of a budget in a weird way. Like, it felt like it had a midnight movie vibe. Mm-hmm. Sure. And there were aspects of it where they clearly spent some money, but a more kind of Sam Raimi, you know, evil dead type thing yes. may have worked better. A Peter Jackson back in New Zealand thing yep. may have worked better for what they're trying. But then again, not to be so much of a hater, I don't really know what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the thing is that like this era, the best part of some of these horror movies are the posters. Yeah. Uh, it's a good poster. It's a good poster. Yeah. Uh, Going to the beginning, I don't know who any of these people are. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't. I don't know why they're at the house. No, I, I mean, I yeah. guess it's happenstance that What's inc- uh, the it, ghosts were able to get the ancestors all to show up. It's crazy, and they all like were available, and they all <laughs> needed that money. <laughs> you know, there's there wasn't they ever all were avail. Yeah, there wasn't ever <laughs> any like yeah. final destination thing or something where it's like. The ghost, like something had to be manipulated or, you know, like things are happening in their life where you feel like they're compelled to be there. I feel like if there was some sort of reason why each of them needed to be there and we know who they, and we knew who they were, I feel like we probably should have. I mean, here's the thing for a movie like this. We probably should have met them before they got oh to God. the house yeah. because the writing isn't there to give you like, like I come from theater. The writing isn't wasn't there to give you here are five people in a house and you don't know any of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the writing wasn't there to give you like dialogue where like you're learning who people are. Sure. It's literally like that awful scene where he was like uh, Jeffrey Rush is like I don't know who any of you people are. <laughs> who are you? They give and, their names and, and Ali Lighter is like. TV producer yeah. or something. I'm like, then why are you filming things? Yeah. It was, well, there's two. The first, well, I want to make one point off yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, that was shot. 
apparently what you're talking about was written and shot that there were uh, introductions to all these characters in their lives, and, and they just scrapped like, it. it for some reason. Sure, <laughs> uh, it's so obvious that you need this, and mm-hmm. you need that in this movie. Um, Someone I, was probably like, you know, some get into it. Was get like, it. Yeah, just get them to the fucking house. house. Yeah, start of the yeah. house. But I, uh, and you know, I think the movie obviously kind of would, like you said, would benefit from having it, and really is hurt by not having it. Um, it really bothered me in terms of like, uh, I think you want to know who are. Who our main character is? Well, I want who is to, it? Yeah, who I is it? it? I I don't know the. <laughs> I end. think it's Tay Diggs. I mean, the end of the day, I think it is, but well, I don't know. The final girls are Tay Diggs and Allie Larder, right? Larder. So you, that's it, I guess. They're who we spend the most time on, and they win. Yeah, and they win. So which there's is something. Che- checks made out to cash. I'm just like fucking slid I'm under like, the thing. Listen, I'm also just like I. Have fun trying to cash that. A million dollar Tate cash Diggs. Your ghost check. Yeah. Tate Diggs, black person. Yeah. Taking this to the bank after you leave a house where all these people are dead. Yeah. yeah. Good luck. Well, I mean, my whole thing is, to, to your earlier point, the casting is also a problem because the casting doesn't pop. So mm-hmm. you've got Ali Larder and Bridget Wilson, who basically look very similar. So you've got two blondes, and you've got one of them who's pretending to be somebody else. This movie is really into twists which really doesn't matter which doesn't matter which never really matters it amounts mm-hmm. to nothing although apparently they shot those scenes debbie mazer was apparently her yeah, boss and saying, those yeah. scenes were shot and that all went away well, i have one question Ugh, i would have loved to see those yeah scenes. i know why was, was debbie in the house yeah. <laughs> well that's i would have preferred this, debbie this, to fucking, this was yeah. a movie that needed one star i agree um and a bunch of character actors do you think they thought which is chris what, katan yeah. was the star I'm serious. Maybe. Chris Kattan was so weird in this movie. He's, he's not he's funny. Not funny. Oh, he's, he's terrible. So, he's playing it so small. Yeah. He's terrible. Who do, like, I don't even remember how he died. He gets sucked into the darkness mm. monster. Don't the they end. all get sucked into the darkness? This movie's insane. <laughs> like, it's, but it's like, it, it's that's a thing. It's like so close. And that's why I'm saying the Sam Raimi, Peter Jackson, because it is not far away. You slash the budget down to like five million i think it was like a 19 million dollar mm. budget yeah, slash down to five million make do everything in camera practically Sorry, as possible was, how this much? Was 37 million dollar budget uh gross <laughs> in um, 99 so that's 37 million dollars that's like no, 80 today. like okay as, 19 to produce it and then the rest for like marketing yeah. it's, it's i mean yeah it was the, it's the, crazy. it was 99 as far as i can tell as, as far as i imagine tell, it basically took place in one location they probably shot this over the course of like, you know, six hours. I think this is entirely on a soundstage, too. I don't think there's any long location work other than them driving up to yeah. the fucking house. I think it's entirely on a soundstage, What was too. this money for? They were for the bad ghosts. The bad sub-frightener ghosts. What's Jeffrey Rush's well, salary on this movie? make a better movie now. Did, Two million. We, oh, easily. Sure. Oh, my God. With an iPhone. Oh, my God. Eas- we did like Stuart Little a couple weeks ago. We did. And oh, Stuart Little. A good movie. It's cute. <laughs> it's, it's, cute. That, it's a cute movie. Isn't Jonathan Lipnicki in there? Yes, he is. And he's yeah. adorable. He's the only story yeah. little point is, is and Michael now? J. Fox is he's, the Well, the, the Jonathan Lipnicki you knew is dead. Yeah, he's dead. Is he he's dead is, now? Someone is else this... ate. Someone ate him, <laughs> and like I just assume bulked his muscles it. up. Oh um, yeah, yeah, I think it was like a Buzzfeed yeah, now. Yeah. It's like yeah. you'll never believe how buff this dude is. Yeah, he's pretty cut now with a bunch of good for him. Sure, live your life. But the only point I want to make is like yeah. the, the store little looks so good in that movie. Store little the the, the, the mouse. mouse. Mm-hmm. They had some really top not top notch technology yep. back then. Yeah, um, and they blew it in this movie. Well, Nothing looks. What's good weird yet. too is there's not a ton of visual effects in this film until mm-hmm. you get to the darkness, as they call it at yeah. the end, and that thing looks so bad. 
Yeah. You, what do you well, – was your visual effects budget $5? I don't it's very weird because it's, it's sort of just like um, – I mean, isn't it like when you watch the Star Wars prequels, you know, and they just sort of look – Oh, we've watched well, it. They look yeah. just cheap. But it's like the originals, like because they're using animatronics yeah. and things. I mean, it's why yeah. it's why Ju- the first Jurassic Park looks more realistic than the Jurassic most recent World. Jurassic yeah. World, where they're all CGI dinosaurs. Yeah, I mean, it's it's built a ghost, <laughs> just just people in sheets. I would have enjoyed that so much yeah, more. I would have enjoyed Scooby Doo, someone running I, around yeah. in a ghost. Build, and- I like build a ghost. <laughs> like that's like even even ghost like uh, Doctor mm-hmm. who we see. Like, even just, honestly, a bunch of ghost crazy doctors with hatchets and blood all over their shit. Like, that's scarier to me ghosts. than so this weird thing. we never saw thing. them either. No. They were just on the video. Just surveillance And yeah. you just keep expecting, like, never, one of them never, to show up. There wasn't a good kill. And why don't they inter- – yeah, there are no good kills in a horror doesn't, movie. Doesn't, like, Bridget Wilson just kind of disappear into you just the see two, two decapitated yeah. heads – it's all post death. Mm-hmm. It's the never post-death the post death of the of the the assistant with his face ripped out. That was cool. That I guess. was cool. Mm-hmm. Blood looked. Bad. I don't even know why they would do that. Why, they're why like would they take your guys? Face? But... The bad. Um... <laughs> I mean, like, and what did he? And what did he do to them? Nothing. Nothing. And also, that's a good point. Were they only killing <laughs> what, relatives? That guy? And <laughs> poor guy. <laughs> the darkness has he wasn't no a rhyme survivor. Or no. No. And also, what happened to the people who survived? How did how like, the the thing that there are a lot of dumb things in this movie, but <laughs> when at the end, you know, they always have the aha moment in this movie, you know, where some screenwriter is like, oh, well, I, gotcha. I got it. Yeah. Um, my favorite or, movie or the, the studio movie. too is um when they're like, we're the descendants. That's why we're here. The five who survived. And like, they keep, she keeps looking at these names. And I'm like, did none of you know that one of your fucking relatives was in this insane asylum and they escaped in a fire and everyone else died? That would be all my family would <laughs> talk yes. ever. Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. I also oh, I thought you were going to say, so I my think, favorite part of the I think movie we is the reason Tay Diggs survives. Oh no, because he's adopted. When he yells, I have nothing to do with this. I'm adopted, and the the darkness is like, oh yeah, that's, fuck that's true shit. technicality. But my question about Ali Larder is, but they but they killed the person manning the cameras. No, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was just sitting there minding yeah. his own yeah. business. Wait, all right, so was Ali Larder supposed to be there, or was no? She, she, was she a relative? Or she's not. That's why they both live because she's pretending to be Debbie Mazur. So here's the question: Why did they get the million dollars? They didn't even do the job. They didn't. Yeah. They, they didn't even and do the thing. Like, why did the ghost like? See, why are we writing a better movie? Like, why? <laughs> I would have. I would have yeah. loved Debbie Mazur in the beginning. Yeah. She's like, and then Alan Lighter's like, I'm stealing this, you know, to go yeah. in there. End of the movie. You think it's over? <laughs> she's back. They've got their money. Alan Lighter's possessed, and now she's trying to kill Debbie Mazar <laughs> in the real world. Better, yeah. better movie. Like already. they just they just let her go. The the real people are out there. <laughs> I don't know why the ghosts would let them go to begin with. There doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to let them go. They also, they just was, kill them it was, too. It was still but, dark out. Weren't they supposed to spend the night there? I also it had a yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't. The whole thing kind of makes my head hurt. All right, a but, birthday I, party. The minute they were like, you got to walk. I want to try to run <laughs> through the the. the the, the uh, not the plot of the movie. I want to try to get the logline out. Oh wait, can well, you do it from do it. Google? I, I can do it from yeah. All right, I got I, the synopsis. Because then I want to recast it. Okay. Well, yeah. They don't really. We can get into that. But All right. so I I didn't read this beforehand. I just copy and paste the Google synopsis. So mm-hmm. 
A millionaire with theatrical tendencies, Stephen Price, played by Jeffrey Rush, invites a number of people to stay in a vast, creepy building that used to be an insane asylum. Stephen, accompanied by his bitter wife, Evelyn, played by Famke Johnson, offers a million dollars to anyone who can stay the whole night without leaving out of fear. When Stephen and Evelyn, be- and Evelyn become trapped by their guests, with their guests, they quickly realize that the house is really haunted and the spirits dwelling within are very angry. Um, house on Haunted Hill opened on October 29th, 1999, in first place, with $15.9 million dollars. Against wow. Music of the Heart. Bad. Uh, and but what a song. Oh, it's a great song. <laughs> it's and a good, good video. In Sync and Gloria, that is a song. It's a good song. Yeah. But yes. does Meryl deserve but, an Academy Award nomination for Music of the Heart? No, but she was going to get it. But still. Come on. It's, anyway. Uh, it would. Uh, Directed by. I know. Wes Craven. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's crazy. Exactly. House uh, <laughs> on Haunted Hill would go on to make $40 million on a $37 million budget. You House know Wes was that pissed off about that. That must have broken his heart. That's he was <laughs> pissed off that his serious movie got Just beat his by a horror movie. movie. Got beat by a shitty horror director. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. Like, not even For him. Sure? No. Yeah. Like, yeah. like a guy who, like, couldn't sniff his jock. Like, literally. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No fair. Did this guy ever do anything else? No. Uh, House on Haunted Hill has 28% on Rotten Tomatoes from critics and 42% from audiences. Uh, Yeah, when I I watched it, I saw that 28. (laughs) You were like, fuck. Uh, It should also be said that every week we tend to take a snippet from Roger Ebert's review. Mm. He did not review this movie. Oh, wow. Which is weird. It it was number one. That's bizarre. So uh, did you get it from somebody else? I did. Uh, I have two reviews that I'm going to read. Well, was was it one that they didn't screen for critics? It might have been. I'm sure Roger had a good reason for not being there. Smart move. But uh, Entertainment Weekly gave the film a B minus, which is far too high. Pushover. Said trash, but creepier than you'd expect. In a former insane asylum where a surgeon performed hideous experiments, a half dozen strangers spend the night, and you never know when they're going to stumble, what they're going to stumble upon next. Jeffrey Rush impersonating James Woods plays the creator of an amusement park that features rides with built-in fake incidents. Uh, yeah, they kind of liked it. This who, is the review. Who wrote that review? Uh, I don't know. I can find out though, but it's probably wrong. the review that I'm actually interested in reading is from birth, death movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, this must be a, a retro review, right? This is a retro review. Yeah. Um, so he, this, the reviewer says, if we're going to speak honestly, and I think we should, I do not believe that William Malone's house on haunted Hill is a bad movie. It's woefully dated. Hello, explicable, inexplicable Lisa Loeb cameo. The casting is all over the map. <laughs> I don't know what. On the other hand, you've got Jeffrey. Lisa Loeb a lot. I was going to say, always fine by me. Yeah. Uh, on one hand, you've got Jeffrey Rush performing, again, a James Woods impression as Vincent Price. You sort of, you know. Uh, it contains an egregious use of Marilyn Manson's Sweet uh, Dreams cover. Many of the film's scariest sequences look like outtakes from an orgy video. And the final act's half-baked CGI effects completely undermine all the spectacular set design. I think that's bullshit. Uh, and attention to detail. Any rational person would tell you that House on Haunted Hill is a bad movie. I'm not a rational person. This is one last paragraph. Uh, House on Haunted Hill is not a good movie, but for me, it's one of those borderline movies. There are moments, like the one we just discussed, or the sequence where Jeffrey Rush is strapped into a giant pair of goggles and terrorized inside a bizarre... uh, What is it? Saturation chamber? That's the Zoe trope. Yeah. Where everything comes together and the thing plays like gangbusters. But <laughs> that is the only good moment. It is. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but time the, and time the whole again. Thing played like gangbusters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but time and time again, the film steps on its own dick thanks to its undeniable huh. foundation problems. Poor casting choices, an overwrought script, and a wet fart ending that sends you out of the film feeling like everyone involved just gave up at the last minute. And yet, I'm always down to watch House on Haunted Hill because I'm a trash person. So it's kind of a positive review. I read uh, a lot of that review. Yes. I believe that's a, a thing they do that's like a, in defense of. Or yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, so they've decided to defend shitty movies. I think someone has been assigned to do something, and the best sure. they could do is I kind of like it because I am human garbage. I love a bad horror movie. Me too. Sure. Okay? Like I will rewatch. I still know what you did last summer. Great movie. All that's the a, time. That's, a, great, yeah. that's a that's a good movie though. Yeah, I yeah. still know. Oh. Well, I don't know, but still, I but, know what yeah. you did last summer. Oh, it's sorry, good. Yeah. sorry. I thought you were. I'm sorry. I yeah. still, still know. I yeah, know. like you know, Jennifer Love Hewitt, Brandy. Mm-hmm. They're they're in the Bahamas. What was the rationale for the still part? I don't remember. Uh, like the, what? Who? Why was the kill? It was a new killer. It no, it was the killer's son. Okay, sure. He still knew. Uh, it sure. was. <laughs> <laughs> his, he still, he still his last name was Benson, and in <laughs> the climatic moment, it was yeah. uh, it was a fake name. But it was to let them know I'm Ben's ben son. son. <laughs> That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was the theory. With I wish Bob- there was something like that in this. <laughs> that was the theory with Bob Benson on. I don't know what it is. I don't know the theory. You know what I'm talking about. Bob Benson on, Mar- on Mad Men? Nah. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Not great, Bob? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the th- James Wolk. Yes, James yeah. Wolk, exactly. Yeah. That Bob Benson, that there was a little thing in there that he was Ben's son. I forgot who Ben was supposed to be. That's amazing. But, That's really funny. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, the horror genre is is rife with, like, shitty horror movies that people still love, right? Yeah, we couldn't watch any of, like, the Nightmare, uh, Halloween, or, like, Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Or it's a Nightmare, Halloween, or, like, sure. Friday sequels. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. they're full of bad sequels, mm-hmm. but... There's something about them that's fun and elevated. And those have – those seem to be made by people who are operating within the genre, I guess. this I guess this movie just doesn't know B-movies as a genre because it it, it doesn't go into any of those tropes. There's there's nothing that feels like a throwback to like the Vincent Price movies. And there's nothing that even really feels current because we're not seeing any of the deaths happen. It it does feel a little bit like, and I don't want to, but it does feel like, I believe that the director of this film is related to William Castle. Does that, maybe I'm making that up and forgive me if I well, am. Well, his daughter is a producer. I don't know if that's what you're thinking. That might be what I'm but, thinking. But there, there seemed to be some sort of like, why did this guy get the first movie out of the gate from this company? Well, this guy, I mean. Because what did he do? William, oh, sorry, Castle, William, William Castle isn't William Wyler. So like. The, no, sure. This doesn't really mean that much to me that, that that's a, a guy without any credits for the most part directed this movie. I I really maintain that the the enemy of the B movie and the enemy of the like this B movie remake is budget. Mm, right. Well, I, so he the director mm-hmm. worked uh worked with Robert Zemeckis before. Yeah, I'm looking uh, at the tales, tales on from the, the crypt. crypt. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I bet he really wowed Robert Zemeckis with his encyclopedic knowledge. I'm not even of, kidding. Of, of dark of, of, of horror yeah, history. I'm sure. And mm. I bet the guy is, I bet he said, you know, this is the guy I want to give a shot to. Yeah. And, but I don't see, I really, I see very little redeeming when it comes to the, the, this, this horror movie. I love particularly the, um, Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Friday the 13th series, which is insane because everyone thinks that's garbage. Um, is that your favorite? Uh, would you say of the of the like the one long watched, lasting? It's the franchises? one I watched as a kid. Mm. So I watched Nightmare the most. I didn't watch Nightmare until I was older. I didn't watch Halloween? Halloween until I was older. I, for whatever reason, stumbled upon Friday the Thirteenth Thirteenth when I was like a twelve year old huh. and just ran the series and then like got real into it in the early days of the internet. Read everything I could about it. Um, What's weirdest as a kid? I saw the night the. Uh, Friday the 13th movies, but I feel like the ones I saw the most were the ones that were on cable when I was a kid, and those were like... Nightmare? No, those were like... Uh, I watched all the nightmares because like my family loved them, so like we had the VHSs and stuff. But on cable, when I was a kid, it was always Jason Takes Manhattan or like Jason Goes to oh, Hell. Those, so the deep, those, deep those, those were the ones that I Horrible saw the movies. most on TV, and it wasn't until I was older that I saw even the original Friday the 13th. Because when you're How like... How many Friday the 13th are oh there? Oh, God. Literally like 10. Uh, Jason there's a, I, No, there's 11. 11. There was a Jason X, right? There's Jason X, and the 11th one is Freddy vs. Jason. Jeez. We're, we're Jason... Oh, wait. No, there's 12, because they remade Friday the 13th. They did. So Jason uh, is actually the protagonist of that movie, which is insane. Well, yeah, so... Freddy versus Jason. Like, Jason is the sympathetic uh, character, and Freddy's the villain. Yeah, like, in, like, when I was in middle school, and, like, a kid and everything, like... That was the point past the 80s where Friday the 13th was about camp counselors being killed. Yeah. Like, me just growing up as a kid, all I knew was Jason is a horror movie star. Right. And so you watch a Jason movie. Which, and of course, everyone knows the first one isn't about Jason. The first one's about Jason's yeah. mother. It's not, these aren't great movies, but they're genuinely But people don't know that. Scary, which is, which, is, which yeah. is what Scream, the opening. Oh, it's awesome. You know? It's, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm not a horror person. I'm a big scary cat, so I don't I don't tend to watch scary movies particularly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know much about them. But this to me felt too like not campy enough, not campy to be enough. fun, definitely wasn't and not campy scary enough. enough to be a good horror movie. Totally. So it's just sort of somewhere in between. There were no camp actors, yeah, no which one. is which is funny yeah. because like a year later you have like uh, well, a few years later like you have like Parker Posey and stuff and like Scream Three. Yeah, and, like yeah. this movie really needed. Okay. They didn't need a fam. I, I mean, as much as I love Famke Jansen, yeah. it did need a Famke Jansen who's like playing this like so dramatic and serious. Yeah. You need it like Parker Posey ish actors, like comedic yeah. actors who know that this movie is dumb, yeah, uh, and are having fun. She's, you had, yeah. you had, I, yeah. which is weird. You had Chris Kattan playing it straight. You had Jeffrey Rush trying to play at camp. Yeah, the only one who's really doing that, you Peter Gallagher, kind of playing it straight, and Chris and I Kattan love Peter playing Gallagher it so much. I don't know what she's doing in this movie. I think Bridget Wilson does kind of generally wade, in, wade into the camp waters, but she had no role for someone who is so involved in being Famke Jensen's like secret lover, um, and they're plotting oh, to fake her death. It's insane. Uh, Peter Gallagher does nothing. Also, the whole plotting to fake her death makes no sense. It scene, was it was the one moment that I was like, huh, 
I didn't see that coming. Well, yes, because but, I for, I'd forgotten about it. Because then I'm like, wait, I forgot that this movie yeah. has like necrophilia. Yeah, it, and then when she wakes up, I was like, like of oh, course. Because yeah. when she's getting zapped, right, yeah. and then she dies or like spits blood out of her mouth, I was like, you'd be you'd look rough if you had just had like electricity coursing through your body for however long it was. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I guess she's dead. And then he starts to kiss her, and I was like, what are we doing here? It was an unexpected turn. Mm-hmm. But then, I liked that turn. I thought that I was a good turn. I did not like the turn where then, like, it's not played well where Ugh. she finds Jeffrey Rush and then he comes Ugh. back. And the, the, he's gonna, the bulletproof vest, that was, I was like, terrible. there's too many twists here, yeah. guys. You're, you think that it's... Also, her killing Peter Gallagher uh, didn't make any sense to me. No. It, it, under, it, it didn't it, make any sense. Yeah, they should have been villains together. Mm-hmm. Or she should have killed him at the end. Right, it's right. It's a very weird thing to basically do in the same moment as we find out. It's double indemnity, you know. We're going to kill my husband, mm-hmm. yeah. and take his money. But yeah. it's like you, you, why kill him right now when you have all these other people in the house that in you need to get of rid of? Too. Yeah, or just or have him Seriously, just get you like can use him as an accomplice. Yeah, or he you know, and frame gets, up. He of gets course. sucked into some room by the darkness that we don't actually see the monster, and you just you know. I mean, like there's ways of killing him that she's not actually involved in. It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense it felt like it was just right away we just need to know that she's an evil person yeah and so she they have her do that i i just to rewind just very quickly because we're supposed to feel like some sympathy for him i I mean he brings them here but then like he's he's shot by ali larder and you're supposed to be like oh but he wasn't trying to kill her yeah so you're supposed to feel like bad like i mean she's supposed to be the evil one in it Fam Kajansa. Well, of course. Because yes. it was written by a man. But also, yes. <laughs> but also, she was kind of, in, in a way, you'd expect it to almost be the embodiment of the house. But she's not. She's not. We don't need, in these movies, in a haunted house movie, you don't yeah. also need, like, an evil person manipulating things within the body of the cast. Because no. that's very confusing. And I'm very confused by what was happening in this movie. Or they or, need to be a person who's, like, right away, like, killed by the house. Totally. Yeah. There's just no rules. It's pretty simple. They should have just laid out the rules relatively early. They didn't. And you and I knew I was in a movie that wasn't going to make any sense at mm-hmm. the very beginning when Jeffrey Rush is shredding her guest list, which apparently is, like, a phone book. I don't know why. Then he types <laughs> up his own list of six people. And then the computer erases that list and it types up a new list. I was like, okay, this isn't going to make any sense. Yeah. Um, why not just have the computer change the one list? One list. You know? We don't if, need to delete it, two lists It's together. like we have to show that they're at odds with each other. <laughs> that just, was also a very hilarious uh, 1999 moment. Um, which one? The, 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 house, uh, the house's power through like light beams. And, yeah. and yeah. it's like yeah. – so. It, it gets through the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Kinda. It's 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 pretty amazing. That's a better movie. Yeah. Well, that's it, the fear.com, this movie that he directed later. I never saw it, but oh, he directed that movie. Oh wait, this director? Yeah. Ghost in the Internet. Yeah, Ghost in the Internet. Oh, I've yeah. seen Fear Oh yes. I've I've, I've seen, not seen fear.com. I've seen fear.com. Ghost in the Internet's legitimately scary. Fear.com or Ghost in the Internet? No, the idea of Ghost in the Internet. Because <laughs> okay. I'm yeah. You're scared of the ghosts. Totally. Stephen Dorsen, that it's a, I'm always connected oh, well, to go. the internet. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's. I mean, it's if ghosts worse get, than this, really? Because I mean, this like at least has sort of the like set pieces and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, this is sort of sort of at least it. If I was drunk when I watched <laughs> it, maybe it's like dumb in a fun way. Sure, like this. fear.com yeah. is just a mess. Okay, I have not seen fear.com, so I can't. I can't. I can't speak to it. Um. So Marilyn Manson was considered for the role of Dr. Uh, Vanicut, mm. which I 
they just should have cast him. I don't. Yeah, why not? Why wouldn't they? Like he it doesn't make anyway. <laughs> it just didn't. So what was for he? That. Oh, he was in Jawbreaker this year. Doing a he very was weird in thing because he was dating. Or Rose was McGowan. he married to Rose McGowan at the time? They were together one way mm-hmm. or another. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna do, we've we've covered a fair amount of the plot of this film, but let's just if yeah, there's let's other things it. that that I, that sort of you know the movie opens with, and I will say it opens with the flashback in 1931 with all the patients attacking mm-hmm. the, the the doctors, um, which in theory is should be creepy. And I thought as it first started, they did some interesting camera angle stuff where I was like, okay. Maybe they're going to have some fun with some crazy camera angles and whatever. Mm-hmm. But they throw that away pretty quickly. And you actually realize that the colors are so bland at, in this movie. It's just everything's washed the fuck out. It looks like a like a shitty cut scene from like a 99 horror video game. Mm-hmm. Like it just – there's no dimensions to it mm-hmm. whatsoever. That's the biggest thing. Well, like, that's why I like The Haunting. You know, it's like right, it's like right. Catherine Zeta Jones. Like there's – there's costume design. Right. There's outfits. The characters look colorful. Well, that's, Here they're yeah. all just sort of – blandly wearing like blacks and like and, jeans and, and and just the, the yeah I, I i couldn't get over why everything had this like almost puce kind of color to it like this faded sort of i don't know what they were going for i really don't know but to your on the haunting side of things like yon de bont was a cinematographer right so mm-hmm. before he became a director so he's going to at least have a visual component to this this movie had none of that anyway the the patients attack the 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 doctors the uh, the building is engulfed in flames, killing all the inmates and and the staff. And we flash to present day, and we've now got Jeffrey Wright, sorry Jeffrey Rush, uh, in this amusement park mogul situation. At any point so in that weird. elevator sequence, did you think it was real? Did yeah. you think that elevator was really falling? Because no. I thought it was. It looked like shit from the jump. I was like, this is clearly just a fucking amusement park ride. Yes. Oh, you knew. The whole, yeah, the, the, the con- second him and Lisa Lowe get in that elevator, I was like, this thing is not actually. Also, falling. what a, it's nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. So like, what a complete waste of James Marsters in a movie. Oh, that's, oh God, yeah. That's who it was. I couldn't you remember have, who it was. You have Spike in this movie, and he's on a popular TV show. Why wasn't yeah. he in the house? Very good question. I mean. He could have been the Chris Kattan character. Yeah. Get him out of there. Could have been the doctor. He could have been the doctor. Well, yeah. the doctor's not really much, but he could have, he could have been any of the characters. Could have been anything. Could have been Peter Gallagher's could character. Peter Gallagher, completely. So Peter Gallagher should not have been in this movie. This what movie, was he doing? I'm having like, I'm, I'm starting to get kind of depressed for the movie because now I've pulled up the, the Wikipedia page for The Haunting. Peter, yeah. wanted, Peter must have wanted money around this time. He, he was in like American Broadway Beauty. So, yeah, you know, and it was just like yeah. later he joined the OC and yeah. just like be on TV. Those get, eyebrows, man. Yeah, they don't, they don't, they don't sculpt themselves. Like everything. So the the haunting was an eighty million dollar movie. It made one hundred and seventy seven million dollars. Yeah. Uh, it had like the good version of all these guys. Like Liam Neeson's like the really good version. It's a weird Gallagher cast, and, um, but they're all like pros. They had mm-hmm. Jerry Goldsmith do the do the music. Yeah. David Self wrote the screenplay. Like yeah. this is like this is the A team. We watched like the, the D team. Yeah. We watched like the what's that E T came out and then there was that fake E T. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mac and me. This is the Mac and me. <laughs> 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 this is what I feel like. Because also this yeah. came the out. Robot? Mac no, no, Mac, Mac was, that like was a short circuit. Alien. Oh. Short circuit was the robot that looked like E.T. Yeah, <laughs> Mac and me was about the kid in the wheelchair who finds an alien and then the Yeah, Mac fall. and me was like some like crummy company. It was a shitty E.T. Yeah, it was like we're gonna knock off E.T. This, yeah. this came out like three or four months later. Yeah. I've not home. seen Mac and Me. No, I no mean, one has. It's... I'm amazed you knew that there was a wheelchair kid in there. I like those movies though. I like the the like otherworldly creature. Yeah. You know, like I love Harry. The oh, sure, Harry the Henderson's great movie. Oh, I watched Harry the Henderson's within the last six months and cried my eyes out. Did you watch it with the kids? Of course. And it was a good TV show, too. Uh, it was 
A TV show of it? Yeah, I watched it. I feel like I watched it too as a yeah, young like, I feel like it was like a syndicated TV show. I watched oh, it. That's amazing. Every I didn't week know they did. Yeah, I think I did too. Is John Lithgow the dad in Harry and the Hendersons? Am I making that up? John Lithgow's the dad in the, the movie. movie. Yeah, not in the yeah. TV show. Uh, so like then, then we John heard or something. With a strange scene that I'm still not really sure I completely understand where we're cross cutting between Stephen talking to Evelyn and the reporters being on this roller coaster that they keep cutting back and forth. It doesn't really make any sense. Anyway, we get to the party. Bruce it, Davison in the TV show. Cool. Sorry. No, it's all good. Uh, we, get to the, we get to the house. That's why I have an affinity for him. I remember that now. Cool. <laughs> because Perry and I mean, he was a dad on a, on a, show, you on like. a show I watched as a kid. Any so dad like, on a show I watched as a kid yeah. is, is like my dad. Yeah, you know, you watch yeah. them in movies and you're like, oh, I don't know. You never remember why you <laughs> like that person. Um, and then it can, it can go horribly awry. Yeah, of course. With, you know, Seventh Heaven or the that Cosby was show. Horrible, yes. But it's like, you know, why the whole generation of people have warm feelings towards Bob Saget, despite his, like, disgusting brand of humor. You know, he, was, he, was, he was my dad. It's Danny yeah. Tanner. I've never seen his stand-up. It's, it's not disgusting. That's not nice. He's just yeah. so blue. Really? Oh, he's the bluest. Yeah. That's, I'm not sure how I feel about like that. Like Eiffel 65. <laughs> <laughs> it's very blue. da uh, anyway, we get to the house. Everyone's introduced. I love Melissa's video camcorder. The size of that thing is just incredible. It's, it was top of the line. It was the best, best of the time. I love if, if there was a remake. You know that character would just be like, she was just like walking around with her <laughs> iPhone. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, there's a moment in it that I didn't love, uh, where Sarah Ali Larder is climbing up to get to the the circuit breaker to try to turn the lights back on or whatever, mm-hmm. and Tay Diggs helps her up there and like grabs her ass, mm-hmm. and then she just kind of like smirks it off and is like, "Oh, you, yeah, like, you're having fun." And then when she turns around to get down, she's like, "Some help." I just grope me again. Yeah. <laughs> Please grope me a second time. Yeah, I, it just it. Yeah, I don't know. Written by a man who either has never courted a woman or has had very weird courtships in his life. Yeah, and it was not a great moment. I did not like it. Uh, I did like the moment when Ali Larder finds that tank of blood. That was a good moment. Right? I thought because you see him. Yeah. Like it was the first part, time that there felt like. There might be scares. Yeah. You see him, and I mean, we know it's not him, but yeah. she doesn't. Yeah. And yeah, her in that vat of blood is like being pulled in. Right. It's, it's good. Yeah. And the blood looked good. Yeah. 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 I, I was, that was, I was like, maybe this movie still has some, something in it. And I mean, it didn't. But, um, but also, yeah. why was there a vat of blood? Why was there a vat of blood? Where was the vat of blood? I thought you guys loved that moment. I was like, fuck's the blood doing there? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it looks it, good it in the good. moment and then once it's over, you're just sort of like, why is this what? there? And then when they go back and she's like, I always got sucked into this vat of blood, everyone's just like, uh-huh. How old is that blood? <laughs> it's that, old. It's old. How it's much old hepatitis blood. is in that blood? A lot of, lot of rabies. How many people has this house killed, Not by funny. the way? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, how, it's, yeah. Like, how many people have died in this house since the 30s? Have people been in this house? I mean, what have... What has been going on in this house? Has it been quarantined? Well, that has was it, that's the weird part about the Chris Kattan character mm-hmm. is that oh, he's yeah, an he opportunity. In the house. He kind of just hangs out there, and when they ask it's for so details, weird. he's very truculent. He doesn't want to give them anything. And then he's like, "I got to get out of this house," and, and I was like, "Did you know it's haunted? You could have. Why'd you out let us house? come here?" Also, when they do the reveal later about like yep. um, he used to work, uh, like oh his amusement park, he's that guy. <laughs> I'm like, what happened to the amusement park? 
<laughs> do people die? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't really make. Like, any is that sense. what we're supposed to believe? Because the, all right, we we really kind of yada 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 over what the ride is. Yeah, yeah. The go for ride it. is like the scariest ride ever, right? Yes. It's an elevator up to the ride. Yes. That's. Has absolutely no seatbelts, no seats. You just stand in the elevator. It's supposed to feel like you are crashing, and it's Seems just like an a health elite. hazard. It's a yes. oh yeah, yes, heart attacks, yeah, like broken bones. Yeah, it's like yeah. that great episode of Nathan Fielder of uh, Nathan for you. Uh-huh. Have you ever seen the one with the haunted house? No. Oh, where Nathan's like he's helping someone um, improve their haunted house. He's like, you know, no one's really scared of a haunted house everywhere. Everyone knows it's fake. But what would really be scary is if you got scratched. And then they told you, well, actually, we think you might have HIV from that scratch. So they, <laughs> so they rushed them. They rushed the person directly into an, into an ambulance and to the hospital. And then they're like, gotcha. It was just a haunted house. That's what this ride's a little bit like. <laughs> I mean, that's great. It's a, yeah. Um, so then we see Melissa snooping around by herself like everybody does in this movie. And she starts filming an operating table and then sees doctors in her camera. And then she puts it down and she doesn't see them. It's a, it's a nice little visual gimmick. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Um, I think uh, I remember that scene from the trailer too. Yeah. So the idea is any it's, video cameras yeah. pick, up, catch the pick up ghosts. Catch, pick up ghosts. Not yeah. sure why. Yeah. Okay. Will you question that? You think that that's not, that doesn't seem science to you? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just pointing it out. Which makes it seem like it would be better maybe now yeah just yeah. because you would have the idea where the the you know the character like has to be looking for their you phone be looking at the, <laughs> you have to be yeah. looking through your phone yeah. the entire time all right and then it actually becomes scary when your phone starts to die yeah. you have now made a much better movie that's <laughs> well, an interesting movie because then yeah. you talk about the our phone addictions yeah yeah oh man see that that sounds all right so who's starring in it <laughs> none of these people right yeah not, would you pull of... any of these people uh in 2019 yeah there are, there's some, I mean, I still like Jeffrey Rush and Pemka Johnson. Like, I don't have any beef with them. It's just mm-hmm. they don't really have much to do here. I like every actor in this movie. Wasn't Jeffrey Rush me, dude? Uh, Briefly. But Briefly. then it, but, <laughs> I, but then it's weird because he kind of did. He got, well, and then he, he kind of turned it on itself. He was in the Pirates movie, so it was sort of like, I mean, Johnny Depp's right like, over there. Yeah, he like, like yeah. who are we going to pick? <laughs> but I feel like he, he somehow wiggled his way out of it because I believe – no, he came back at them and he countersued. Mm. And then I think there was some sort of a thing, and they were like, "No, nah, I don't, I don't remember." There was a thing, and he did kind of. It does seem like he he kind he of found a way. Out he he wriggled his way through it. I'm not, I I'm not victim shaming. I don't know what happened. I'm just saying that he seems like maybe. Yeah, he found he's, a he's way. Fine. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. And I don't know where Famka is. Where is Famka? What was the last? She. Well, I mean, she's done a decent n- amount of TV. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's long gone from X Men. She is long gone from X Men. She was in that show uh, Hemlock Grove for mm. like a heartbeat. That was a long time. Ago. That was a while ago. She is part of yeah, the I people who she was on How to Get Away with Murder. Oh, she was what's her face's lover, wasn't she? Uh, oh yeah, she was the lesbian lover. Lesbian lover for yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, she was dating Annalise for yeah. like a season. Yeah. Okay, that's where she last was. She's part of the people who worked on early Ryan Murphy shows. Yes, that I'm always had- that I'm always. Then um, I always wonder why they're not in newer ones. She was, I guess yeah. she likes shinier new people, but like it was nice when like yeah. she had a Leslie real, Grossman, yeah. who I'm friends with, like popped up in like AHS because it was like, yeah. oh well, she was great yeah. on Popular, popular right. yeah. but there's people from like Popular and like Nip Tuck yeah. who I'm she like, she was on Nip Tuck, right, Femka? So, yeah, she yeah. had a yeah. huge arc on yeah. on Nip Tuck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she she was she was 
Trance. I think she played trance. Yes, she was. Yes. Trance. She was trance. Yeah, she offensively. Um, yeah. Interesting. But because uh, she was with yeah. um, the, the, son. The, doc- the doctor's son, son and then yeah. he found out that she was trans. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot yeah. of people from like those two series who have not popped up in later Ryan Murphy things. Do you remember the pilot that Ryan Murphy did, a trans pilot? It was it was with um, Joseph Fiennes and Carrie Ann Moss. It didn't go to series, but mm-hmm. he had a pilot which was about a man transitioning and his relationship with his, his marriage and how it was sort of it was an interesting idea mm-hmm. and it was way i mean ahead of itself in terms mm-hmm. of you know all of that it was just it I, I guess more than anything talking about that and then thinking about that pilot I, it's just interesting how he's continued to sort of deal with the trans movement yeah he's evolving which is you know interesting uh hard to find when you type it in because of pose i think it was actually called I think it was called like three pounds or something like that because it was the average weight of the male genitals. Oh, I kind of do remember that. And yeah. it was a Brad Pitt produced yeah. it. Mm. It was a very, it was, it was a, I remember it being a very sort of, I don't want to say audacious, but kind of an audacious thing when it, mm. it was probably mid 2000s or something like that. Either way. Uh, so yeah. Uh, then we see the doctor on the surveillance footage and he's moving like the ring. Sort of, yeah. Kind of made me think of the ring and like holding the, like the knife, the, yeah. Like, the, the, and he, like the kind of like glitchy yeah. movements. It was kind of cool, I guess. Uh, then we have the electroshock therapy thing where Femme could quote unquote dies. Um, it it just the, the I found for me anyway. I got kind of I had an exhaustion for this film around the twist that we we all sort of enjoyed, which was the Blackburn, Peter mm-hmm. Gallagher, their lovers thing. And I was like, okay, cool. Maybe this is going to have a noirish kind of like double indemnity vibe. They throw that away pretty quickly. And then it's just like twist on twist on twist. Mm-hmm. And it just becomes bogged down in a bunch of deaths that all, and it's all, it also gets very murky at this point in terms mm-hmm. of the visuals. So you can't yeah. really tell what the fuck you're looking well, at. Well, the anymore. problem is those twists happen and that they don't matter. Yeah. Because that twist happens. And then Peter Gallagher is quickly killed by <laughs> Famke. Yeah. Um, and so everyone else who's just like, wandering the house for no reason yep. has no idea that those two were in cahoots uh, whatsoever and faked anything anything and do they ever find out because she gets no. killed no. by the the mist mm-hmm. so it's a twist that has no effect on, on anyone in life. the movie except for jeffrey rush for him to pull a twist on her yeah. that he's still alive which doesn't even matter then because when he shows up alive again it's just to run past him in a hallway so he can die and it doesn't so, even matter for the audience because no, it doesn't no. inform us of anything. Of anything yeah. going into the, you know, kind of the final sprint in this movie. Also, we don't care about any of these people. Why would we? We didn't learn about him before they showed up We don't up know anything about them. Yeah. The only one we know about is Jeffrey Rush, and all I know is that he's kind of a dick. Well, that's that was going to be my question. What was Jeffrey Rush's end game before all of this? Invite a bunch of her friends, fuck with them for a night, and then just kind of like go to bed? I thought it was supposed to be like a reality show, but that's not there anywhere. Because mm-hmm. the money part of it. This could never be Halloween Resurrection. No, <laughs> um, it seems yes because he shreds her guest list. Yes, so it seems like he wants to fuck with her party. Yeah, um, but also we don't. Yeah, because we don't know who he invited. So because and, those because whoever he invited doesn't show up. Right. Because the house invited people. So there's also no point where <laughs> the they walk in. People. Well, house? I guess when they walk in yeah. and he's like, I don't know who the hell you people are. Yeah. But let's play. He the game. doesn't expound on that and be like no i literally did not invite you people right why are you here 
He doesn't. He doesn't question it. Yeah, like does he, he think like, that she did it again? Right. He thinks that maybe she punked him mm-hmm. and invited a bunch of people. Did but it, then, didn't the house get really lucky that these two people were also planning this murder party thing? Yes. Yes. The, Very the lucky. House really lucked out. Mm-hmm. Presumably, <laughs> I was like the ghost. If the thing. house can like control the internet and all that stuff, the house could have thrown this party whenever they wanted. Absolutely. Right. It could have thrown the party whenever it wanted. It could have tried to lure people um, who are ancestors anytime it wanted. The house was the house was pretty lazy for having internet access. I'd go a step further. I'd say the script is pretty lazy. Yeah. It seems like they 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 came upon some of these ideas. And obviously, this is this isn't a script phase thing. But I feel like sometimes when you're breaking stories, and you come up with like a an exciting twist, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you don't do the work on the front end to sell that twist. It's garbage, and it feels kind of like what happened here. Yeah, like they're oh, like, 100%. what if it was the house, and then they never came yeah. full haunted five five random like random strangers in a house, <laughs> and then it's like, oh, but they're related to the people who escaped years ago, and the house wants them dead. Yeah, great. How did they get there? <laughs> the internet. Yeah, but also like <laughs> basically, also like, kind of because like. They actually paid. Like yeah. the house actually paid the. Well, winners. this is this is my other question. I was going to ask you guys. So there's five million dollars at stake here. That Jeffrey Rush says, if any of you survive, the house took out a second mortgage. The, the, so there's there are five checks <laughs> for a million dollars. And am I led to believe that had the five people that Jeffrey Rush wanted to invite come to this house, he would have given them five million dollars if they had stayed the night in his stupid prankster house? It doesn't make any. Di- Who signed the checks? I'm not made up to, I know. I don't understand if if Jeffrey. I guess I'm just trying to figure out like what Jeffrey Rush's ultimate goal was in this. Had the shit not hit the fan and had this mm-hmm. not become a shit show, I don't know. it and doesn't what make was any sense. Famka's plan was it? Oh, it was I'm throwing this big party with all these guests, and Peter Gallagher and I are going to murder my husband during it. That's what and, I think she was and set do. up someone else. It seems like that no, was her plan. No, because she also she wanted Peter Gallagher dead too. Well, she plays this. She's a femme fatale. Like that's just she's just kind of. They want everyone dead. (laughs) Even that's just that's just all women, right? Yes. I mean, seriously, right? I don't. I just don't. I don't understand what anyone's motives are in this movie, including the fact that like you don't even trust your characters because one of them is adopted, and I mean, not that that really ultimately matters, but it becomes a weird Deus Ex Machina at the end. Mm -hmm. Then you've got the Ali Larder thing where she's lying, so you don't even trust this person. Then you've also got the actress, the reality star who's also seems like she's full of shit too mm-hmm. you've got chris Catan who looks like i don't know he's plotting something he's wearing glasses and he seems <laughs> like he's just for chris Catan, he looks like he's up to something like you don't trust any of these people the thing so you don't care yeah, about them. the thing that maybe is most annoying about this movie to me is, is horror good horror and bad horror horror is usually very tight Yes. And it has to be. Like it's, it's usually, so loose, this movie. So loose. There's yeah. scenes that you're just you're just like, why are people wandering hallways? You're, in every good horror movie, like it follows, totally. for instance, mm-hmm. right? It's very clear what's happening. Every scene of that movie, what what you're what you're worried about, what you're expecting to happen, what happens what happens if this thing happens, if that thing happens, and where you are ultimately trying to go and do you care about sur- surviving. I again I think like they knew they had a $20 million budget, and they're mm-hmm. like, eh, we'll just dazzle. Yeah, because there's nothing else to this movie besides people being killed in a house. Like, there's no there's underlying else. story nope. that means anything. What, what, it, what it wants to be and thinks it is is, like, a clue. 
You know, like yeah. it, like if like if you have the movie Clue, like a truly scary. Yeah, clip. if you have the movie Clue, and right. then like they're they're ghosts doing the killing mm-hmm. of like Mr. Body and the other people. Cool, you already have a story underneath it. There's no story here. No, I don't know why any other people were in the house. I don't know why any other people were throwing the party, and I don't know what they were planning. <laughs> what to their do. end goal was. Here's my question. This though, is our too. first Patreon rewrite. I think we've had. <laughs> here's my here's my question to you guys because I was listening to um I was listening to uh, Little Gold Men mm-hmm. this this afternoon. Love it. It's a great podcast. Yeah, and uh, they were talking it's about fine. this new. They, Richard hasn't had me on, so it's fine. Richard seems great. If Richard, I'm a huge Richard Lawson fan. If he's listening to our podcast, please come on our please podcast. Please come on. <laughs> well, we're big blank check fans, yeah. and he's on there a bunch too. And, yeah. and but but one of our dream guests, Richard. One of our dream guests. <laughs> but they were talking about this this new sort of quote unquote upscale horror that seems to be sort of the hereditaries, the uses, the mm-hmm. stuff like that, where you know where most horror movies are metaphor based mm-hmm. to begin with, but you know, auteurs coming at the horror genre and trying to sort of do something with it. Now, I don't know, as I've said, I don't know much about horror, but it does feel as though there are camps where there's sort of like just gore fest B movie, which is what this is trying to be Mm -hmm. or a movie that has actual like thought behind it. Mm -hmm. And I guess, you know, it doesn't even feel like that though, because this was in the era of, um, Urban Legend, I Know What You Did Last Summer, yeah. like Scream, these movies, for a film that's like that, it has no gore and like deaths, no or even like sexy young characters. I thought like these are adults. Like, yeah. I feel like the people making this thought that they were making a thoughtful auteur horror movie that was smarter <sighs> than like those teen movies that people are going to see. They were wrong. It's very hard. Yeah, they were it's, very, it's, very, very because wrong. we did do Stir of Echoes also, which does yeah. seem like an auteur-driven adult horror movie. Um, like or, the, or same, the Sixth Sense was is this the same year as uh no because um it's probably right before like like uh, Hollow Man, you know, oh, yeah. a bad, a bad yeah. movie, yeah. but you know it's like that's an adult yeah. horror yeah. movie. Well, you know, it's, it using it seemed like yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was like you know like we're trying to make a serious movie that's about something here you know this seems like someone maybe had that intent because of course why would you remake like this source this Vincent Price source material unless you're trying to do a serious movie sure but it just it just comes across like I don't know maybe it's really interesting edited to death like I mean you look at the trailer and like the music choices it seems like it was from the casting a movie for older people but everything else that's laid on top of it seems like it's to get teenagers to see this movie yeah it's it's weird i mean it has a prime release date it is right at halloween it is halloween Mm -hmm. weekend it's Mm -hmm. right in that corridor which i imagine they state claim to early which is why the haunting is in june i think july July. so you know they got a big opening weekend they made their money back for all intents and purposes no one lost their shirt on this movie but i think that's almost entirely based on its release date. Mm-hmm. I think they're like, we're a haunted house movie and it's Halloween. People will go on dates and go and see this. Yeah. I, I just, it, it's, People I guess so spent money on movies. Like went to see movies like this yeah. in 1999. Oh yeah. It also feels like, and we've talked a little bit about this, but like 99 horror was very meta as we mentioned, and it mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily very scary. I think that now, I mean, I didn't see Hereditary, and I, I almost had to take a Xanax before I went to see Us. <laughs> but uh, So it's not really my thing, but it does feel like we're getting scarier films today 
Because mm-hmm. 99, like, we're talking stigmata, end of days, you know, we, the we haunting have, house of haunted elements. We have horror movies. Stigmata. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we get in 99. Who's, was that Claire Danes? No, no, it's, it's uh, Patricia Arcad and, yeah, and Gabriel Byrne. It's, it's, isn't it just her, like, running around New York? Bleeding. Yeah. Bleeding, yeah. Screaming on, and bleeding. On subways, yeah. screaming. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> yep. the, the other thing about horror, aside from it being, like, super tight, is, uh, and we're, we're talking about this in general, um, a good horror movie almost always has something to say about mm-hmm. society, about oppressed people, about marginalized people, yeah. about fear, about fear of death, about um, anxiety and depression and all these things that you can really work out in horror. Mm-hmm. You could work out in sci-fi too. You can work out in these genres that aren't of this world. This is – I swear this is the, the horror movie I have seen that has the least to say about what it's like to be a human. Yeah. Um, what well, doesn't have anything to say about the human condition at all? I know, and and and, and the fact, <laughs> even like like I know what you did last summer. It says something about it. Absolutely, you know? it's like these teenagers are hiding. Yeah. This is or it follows, which yeah. is all about that. I too. know what you did last summer is the Telltale Heart, yeah. right? And the Telltale Heart is about guilt and shame and fear, yep. and I get that. I don't know what this fucking movie is ultimately about outside of like – Maybe it's greed. It almost feels like – Hardly. Well, you win. Maybe. You, it you win. Al- yeah. It win almost feels like a movie about – if Jeffrey Rush is a protagonist, yeah. it almost feels like a movie about a lonely man yeah. who creates these things to play games with people yeah, so that they'll be around him. But it doesn't focus on him at all, no. really. I mean, it's about a dysfunctional marriage. At its core, it's about a dysfunctional marriage mm-hmm. and how it affects other people. But these five strangers have no correlation to each other. Also, no chemistry with one another, no connection whatsoever. Like, you're not rooting for no this group. Chemistry. Are we supposed to think, like, <laughs> Allie Larder and Tay Diggs want to bang each other by the I end of this so. movie? Because they have no, no chemistry. chemistry. I don't think so. <laughs> because they didn't fucking kiss at the end. They, they, don't, didn't, yeah, they, they didn't have a moment at the end. So like it's the they, least sexy movie they, yeah. with straight up two of the most beautiful humans mm-hmm. who have ever been on film. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it, they, I don't know how you don't give the, give that movie, give that moment, except I have a feeling they were worried about the fact that potatoes is black and out of the water. Yeah, probably. I think that that's what it felt like possible. to me at the end, mm-hmm. because that whole entire movie was building towards the moment where they like, yeah. run off together and they're yeah. outside and yeah. you know there's that oh my god we survived we and did the it. sun's yeah. rising and we're both rich movie. yeah yeah it's it's it would have felt dumb if they did kiss too because it was just sort yeah, of they like they didn't earn it yeah it was, yeah, but, it was unearned this is our third and he her <laughs> they already got to what is that fifth, that they call that yeah, fifth, fifth base, base? Yeah. Yeah. Right, yes this is our third Tay Diggs film thus far that we've covered so we've done. Oh, he was, he was really in it this year. He was in Go. He, this, he has four movies in 1999. What's his fourth? Go, oh, is, Best Go is another one of my problematic favorite movies. Should watch it again. I, I love. Really, I know it's problematic. I love it. <laughs> okay. I love it. I love it. Right. I, I love it. I, I will hear we, no slander against Go. I, I hear. I let me be very clear. People get hit I, by cars. <laughs> I love the, the, first, I love the first act the of Go. Is amazing. The first, yeah. the Sarah Pauly first act of Go is. I love it. Yeah. Um, and she gets hit in the car in that part. So I'm yeah. with you. The I Vegas the, stuff. The, the tantric sex stuff is insane. The, is the insane. Vegas stuff has some fun stuff in it. It's not completely <laughs> without merit. The gay panic third act, though, is a little bit questionable. Yes. It's rough. Written by a gay man. Yeah. So I just, I find that a little bit strange. Yeah. But I mean, it is what it is. And I like how it all comes together. We both like Go. Kenny told me. A great Go soundtrack. Had, great soundtrack. Oh, great I, No Doubt song. The yeah. First, yeah Kenny right said now. that he went it's to see so, Go. 
And then he left the theater. He bought a second ticket. He went back and he watched Go a second time. I did. Back to back. In 1999, it was like <laughs> Which I about. had an argument with my friend that it was superior to Pulp Fiction. So <laughs> I understand where you're coming yeah. from. Yeah. But on re- upon rewatch – Okay, I haven't, really seen it only, a, I haven't seen it in a bit. Uh, it, it's, it's got a lot of good stuff in it. And it, yeah. we weren't, I don't think we were too hard. I think we were pretty honest and we fair. We might be but, nicer you know. now because I think we're nicer in general now. Yeah, we were we've, seen, we've, seen some, we've seen House on Haunted we've Hill. Seen every, everything is, is gold uh, after that. But <laughs> go, really, go is – the Sarah Polly stuff is aces. Aces. Mm-hmm. And then the Vegas diminishing stuff. Diminishing returns. Yeah, I would, that's what it is. Yeah. And, but Tay Diggs is the best part of the Vegas stuff by far. He's Absolutely. so cool in that I can't. Honestly, he is not cool. He is just yeah. What I, other movies? Oh, and then the, the wood, wood and Best Man. Okay, and we did. We just did the wood recently. Yeah, mm-hmm. the wood was a couple yeah. weeks ago, which I'd never seen before. Mm-hmm. It's a nice coming of age movie. I've never seen the Best Man either. I, I I like the wood. I think it actually holds up better than the Best Man, which I actually think is not good. Interesting. Uh, okay. No. Shocking, like, but um, I I like the sequel better. That Best was, Man Holiday. Mm-hmm. Best Man Holiday. Yeah. Okay. That was recent. That was what? Yeah. Only a few recent. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just surprised that that, Tate, was, that, that was a very enjoyable movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the best man moment. just feel the best man felt very dated to me. The Interesting. Be- so I've it, never seen it. The best man is Malcolm Lee, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. He's now the biggest filmmaker in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of them. Yeah. Was, sure. It's disturbing behavior this year. Another Katie Holmes no, movie. I think that's 2000, unfortunately. No. But Ugh. Katie Holmes was in another movie. Where, oh, teaching Miss Tingle. And Ugh. go. And go. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's right. 98. I was thinking so disturbing behavior the year before. Uh, I mean, I'll s- James Marsden. I've, I've I've never rewatched *Disturbed Behavior*, so I don't know if I like it. David so. Nutter directed that movie. Um, I but, love David Nutter. But *Teaching Mrs. Tingle* is we, a very bad movie. We did that. We one. agree with you. Oh, it's okay. a, yeah. <laughs> we had um, uh, Matt D'Ambrosio on for uh, *Teaching oh. Mrs. Tingle*. It was a it was a great episode. He was great. Uh, it was a great I, I, episode. I love Matt. Yeah. Uh, that, no, that that's a movie that I I was I remember being disappointed with. As a kid, yep. in theaters. <laughs> Imagine I would feel the, now. <laughs> the, book is, the book is like killing Mrs. Tingle, killing Mrs. Killing Tingle. Mrs. Yeah, Tingle. and it's from Lois Duncan, who also wrote "I Know What You Did Last Summer." So, like, it's the book I remember yep. getting after the movie and being like, "This book is so good." Yep. This movie is, is not is dumb yeah. and yeah. yeah. Well, Kevin Williamson, the only thing he's ever directed was mm. that movie. Never directed a single episode of television. Never directed anything ever again. Uh, it's it's a weird movie. It's def- it was definitely, but I thought it was a great episode. Like I think that that you was the episode of the podcast. Yes, I oh, think it was I great. think we, we had a lot of fun. That, we had a lot of fun, and also we were like as we we're sort of doing here. Yeah, it's about like how do we make this movie better? Like just a couple salient choices. It's also a lot of. It better. also feels like a heavy because like even the changing the title to TJ. It seems like a lot of heavy. Studio, yeah. oh, we yeah. need to make that was a Columbine something. Thing. Yeah, you know, so it, it feels like this. It, when you watch Teaching Mrs. Single, it doesn't feel like the movie that he wanted to make. Nope, at all. Um, and it's it's not good. I'm I'm his friend, so I can say it's bad. You <laughs> 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 probably agree with me. <laughs> I, well, I mean, it's I, yeah. He, he's he's one of my all time favorite writers. But uh, same, yes, yeah, yeah. He's it, a, yes. It's I think that the the overwhelming feeling we had was disappointment just yeah. being like you we know that you can do better than this like, yeah. we know that but you like ira i had that feeling in 1999 which yes. is weird so because I. like I'm, I'm with you i was scream changed my my perspective on all movies 
Um, Dawson's Creek changed my perspective on all TV. Part of it may be the cast too. Yeah, it was. I, I don't yes. think that I I I like Katie Holmes in it. Yeah, I don't think Barry, the, Watson. Um, Barry Watson from Seventh Heaven was a good choice. No, for that lead. Yeah, who's the other girl? Is it Michelle Williams in that? No, no. she, she never, hasn't done a lot. She's, she never no, did she was in H two O. I thought yeah. she was pretty good, to be honest. She but. has. She's got that really great Exorcist thing that she does. That scene that she has with Helen Mirren. I mean, Helen Mirren is you know. Helen Mirren. Yeah. She's still, she's kicks ass. You know, she can't do wrong. Mm-hmm. It's a, she's better in that movie than Meryl Streep is in music of the heart. Sure. She should have gotten the nomination for a bad. Oh, movie. wow. A cast. Yeah. Jeffrey. Molly Tambor. Greenwald. Vivica A. Fox. Name is one I sh- scene. I should rewatch this movie. Actually. <laughs> um, oh, Julie Plug produced it. Yeah. That's how they, okay. Yeah. Ugh. A, a wine scene movie. Yep. Yeah. I have to imagine. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a thing, you know, talking to Kevin, you know, it was like, he wrote Scream, it's so good, yeah. you know, and it just, it's sort of like, I'm one of the people who love Scream too. I like Scream 2. I am one of those people too. It's, it's actually maybe my favorite in the franchise. Do you like um, Even though Scream 2 is a, Scream is a better movie. Do you like Scream 2 is more Scream enjoyable 2's. just to me, because it's also yeah. the first one I saw. It's also like Laurie Metcalf and Timothy yeah. Oliphant. It's like you've just uh, it's, got. It's, it's just like so a, over the top. Yeah. That's well, fun, Cam. Yeah. My favorite moment of that movie, the movie, I remember sitting in Scream, Scream 2. Just, yeah, I love Scream and I love Scream 2. But when Jerry <coughs> O'Connell sings, yeah. I was like melting. I couldn't yeah. believe that, that, that this movie had that moment. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't the killer. Like that was a shock yeah. to me. Yeah, it is, it, is, it is actually sad when he gets killed. Yeah. It's actually sad. Because you like the guy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. going to this, I did not like a single person <laughs> in this movie. Okay, then anybody, yeah. anybody in Haunting. Yeah. There's no charm in this movie. This movie's charmless. And yeah. the Kevin yeah. Williamson movie, even te- even teaching Mrs. Tingle. Yep, they're very this, charming. This charm and it's and and it and parts of it are funny because like you can tell it is being written by someone who can write dialogue Teaching and knows Mrs. what hum- yeah. Yep. and yeah. knows knows what human beings are like. Yeah, um, no yeah. one feels like human being in this movie. He was in a tough yeah. spot because also no one dies in that movie. Mm, so, TG Mrs. Tingle. Yeah. yeah. It's so, a lot like, of crossbow action. Yeah, it's, I know. <laughs> it's a weird movie. It's almost as if they CGI'd a crossbow in after Columbine's. I mean, I wouldn't shock me if they did reshoots on it anyway. They might have done some reshoots. I so, would love a remake of that. We talked about that. We did like, talk about that. A TV yeah. remake, actually. Well, that was the thing that was interesting, too, was that it felt, and Matt brought up, brought up this idea, that like it felt like an episode of a television show of Dawson's Creek, as, a, of Dawson's Creek mm. as opposed to, and it might have just been a better episode of that television. That could be a pretty little liars. It could be. The, if if yeah. you remake Tony Mrs. Tingle, they kill their teacher. Kill her in the first episode. step. Yeah. 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 So we do a ranking on this show mm-hmm. at the end of every episode where we do zero to 99, zero being the worst, 99 being the highest because it's 1999. Uh, we rank them before this podcast and then we rank them after as though maybe this conversation might have changed your perspective in some way or another. Uh, I'll go first just because give you some time to, to mull <laughs> it over. Uh, I think this movie is not good. Uh, 50 is the, the line with which we say we would recommend this film. I would not recommend this film. I'd give it a 35 probably before this podcast. And it's gone down. I'd say it's probably in the twenties now, 25, something along those lines. Pretty bad. I, it, it was just a slog. Um, uh, but that's sort of where I'm at on it. Do you have any, I give the podcast a lot higher than a 25. Okay. The, the, the podcast yeah, was the, great. The podcast loved, was great. <laughs> loved having Iron. This movie it was the best. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> that's I, not the issue. I gave this movie a 40. Before this podcast, okay. and mm-hmm. I said basically, it basically made every wrong decision with everything, <laughs> but it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. Okay. And I also like had this weird thing where at the end of the hour and a half, as I said earlier, like 
I was like, ah, that's over. Where it's a over. lot of them, I'm just like, please end. Even some movies I like. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, after the podcast, you know. Listen, every movie I like needs to be shorter. Every movie uh-huh. needs to be shorter. I'm sure I'm going to love the fuck out of Endgame. And I'm sure I will leave Avengers Endgame being oh, like, three hours. you know what? T- three hours. Take off 30 minutes. Feel you. <laughs> every, Most easily, of them any movie, yeah. any movie that is north of 100 minutes, my first thought is, oh, fuck. Yeah. Especially when we're so, having to watch as many as we want. If this isn't going to be Lawrence of Arabia, yep. why am I here? Seriously. So I gave it, uh, yes, I gave it a 40. Uh, after the podcast, as I've said to Phil recently, um, the thing I'm most proud of is that we change our opinions on this podcast mm-hmm. often. I like it when we change it from like hating to liking or liking to hating. Um, occasionally, it's from hating to really hating. <laughs> so I'm, I'm dropping down to I'm I'm going to go beneath you. It's beneath me. It's, it's one of the. It's wow. easily one of the ten worst movies we've done. It is. So I'm going to put it at a 23. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. Um, I feel like before <laughs> I I feel like I picked it because I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. Yeah. You know, I I was thinking about The Haunting, too, but I'm also just like, I remember both of those movies. I was like, yeah, I watched both of these movies. They were enjoyable. When I was a teenager, I would definitely want to, like, just rewatch this, like, on a weekend for fun. Sure. Um, so I would have probably put it at, like, a 70. Wow. You know? Because it's a, it's, it's like a, it's okay. a bad 90s horror movie. I'm yeah. like, could have been fun yeah. to rewatch. Like, I was like, oh, I'm probably going to get fun dialogue yeah. um i could have seen this being a 70 with the yeah. right with the right yeah. moves yeah. you know yeah. like yeah. famka jansen yeah. you know ali larder tay diggs you're like there's, there's gonna be fun in this now it is it's 15 <laughs> no this movie is this movie that is a drop this movie, re- is, this movie is horrid you, ha- you have to come back for a movie that's no i mean i, I, yeah. I feel I, I mean i love having you but i feel so bad when we have like a, a great guest for great guest on for like it's a, great to talk about a bad a movie though but still, will you come back? Will you, yeah, will you come I'll back for something, something I'll good? I'll come back. Yeah, yeah. we'll for, give you we'll, something good. Something good. I'll come back when I when I'm not coming from Century City. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll do we'll do something that's like that we all you know maybe haven't seen and I don't know. But uh, next week we're we doing uh, a walk on the moon. Have you seen a walk on the moon? The Diane Lane uh, Vigo Mortensen. Oh, Woodstock no. movie. Ah, uh, uh, it's like no, the sexy Woodstock movie. No, I, I I've seen Woodstock. Right, but I have not seen a walk on the moon. We liked it. What can I say? It's, 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 you, you should check it out. It's okay. actually a really, it's directed by Tony Goldwyn. Oh, it's his okay. first directorial debut. Ugh, listen, we love Tony Goldwyn. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's actually, I would say before he got handsome, but you know, he's just, it's, it's a really good movie. Uh, I was, I was surprised. It's basically about a, and, and, uh, Diane Lane is married to, uh, Lee Schreiber. And it's sort of about a marriage that's hit a bump and she, you know, starts to have an affair with Viggo Mortensen during Woodstock. It's, it's a, it's a good movie. Uh, we got a great guest on for it. We got Toby Herman, who's a, who's a friend on Twitter and a writer and, and a great guest. Oh my God, this sounds so Douglas Sirk. It's yes. very Douglas Sirk. And we're, and, and we were the hunky traveling salesman. We were delinquent man. in our duties with not referencing Douglas Sirk. That's we true. That's a very good point. Um, this movie I had. Oh, and taking Woodstocks. I've, I've seen taking Woodstocks. I've seen multiple Woodstock movies <laughs> that, are, an- that are not this movie. What was the Ang Lee one? That's taking, taking Woodstock. Woodstock. Yeah. I had no expectations for this movie. Yeah, not low expectations. No expectations. I had no idea what this movie was about. Um, I knew that the moon landing was kind a of part of it. A part of it, which yep. it is. It is. Uh, I I 
I loved it. I don't know what else to say. Like it's a it's, it's a it's really one of the best good middle movies. brow movies you'll ever see. I also so. want to say, um, Ira, that it has one of the best last scenes of of a movie that we've done this year. It is it is without dialogue, and it is just two people on a on a porch dancing to a song, and it is beautiful and. It's a really, really lovely movie. In real life, we really, we really do feel We're like not, that. Yeah, this Diane, isn't a bit. Diane Lane's performance should have been nominated. Should have been nominated. Yeah. No question. She's fantastic in it. You know, I've seen his Ashley Judd movie though. His Ashley Judd Some, movie. Someone like you. Oh, Tony sure. Goldwyn. Sure. Is that uh, Hugh Jackman in her? Is that? Uh, her? Yeah. 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 And Greg Kinnear. That's a, that's and Marissa that's Tomei a cast. and Ellen Barkin. I like that. That's cast. a cast. Yeah. He's great. Heavy hitters after heavy hitters. I I love every one of those actors. Seriously, yeah. He should, um, he should direct more. He should direct more. He should. He does a bunch of TV. Too yeah. busy being handsome. Too busy being fits. You know, yeah, being I get president. It. That's well, what it not, is. Not anymore. Once not upon anymore. a time. Now he didn't. Yeah. Um, well, next week, Still a handsome. walk on the moon. Ira, thank you so much for being here. Your uh, your Twitter handle is just at Ira. How'd you yeah. get? It? How did you get that? Are you just an early, early, early adopter of Twitter? No, like I I, I, <laughs> I got connections. <laughs> yeah, um, like when I was at BuzzFeed. Oh, you just found your, you found a way to. Our social person got it for me. Wow. Yeah. You're, you're an important person. Oh, I, mean, I, I, I'm a, I wasn't then. But just, I, I was know, like, thanks. It's just fucking great. It's just I'm like, always, I'm always amazed by people who have like at their first name. Yeah. Like I think Andy Cohen is at Andy. And Joss Whedon's at Joss. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of Josses. But like a lot of Andes, a lot of Iris. <laughs> yeah. There are more Andes and Iris than Josses. True. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm at but, Nybart. But, but all of those have to be connections. Like, I mean. I guess Joss, so, yeah. Joss Wheaton joined Twitter late. Way late. Yeah. So someone had to have had the name Joss. You, bought, you buy it off a guy, but what right? What do you do? Is that what, like someone just bought it off a guy? Like they kicked off the first uh, Ira and just said, you'll be Ira too? A, there was a thing, well, back when I got it, where, you know, like, um, if like someone had the name and it's inactive for a certain amount of time. Okay, they, they killed the account. Yeah, they killed the account. That's cool. All I know is someone owns Ira on Instagram. And so it's why I, I've never been able to get it for years. Who are you uh, on Instagram? Just Ira the Third. Ira the Third. Ira, how do you spell that out? Ira yeah. T H E. That's cool. I I I. No, T H I R D. The Third. Struggling. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day. I know. Uh, so thank anyways, you for coming you on. You would have seen if I'd worn my Ira the Third necklace. I, I know. Just wore the, I just he has wore the, the three bars. He's got the three yeah. bars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm at PM Iskov on Instagram and Twitter. We're at podcast like 1999. Please rate, review, subscribe. Thank you so much. Thank for you. Here. Thanks, Ira. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.